This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to How Gen Y Buy. Each week, we speak to everyday Australians to discover the unique ways in which they are entering the property market. Learn how Gen Y are beating the odds and getting their foot on the property ladder with your host, Nathan Smith, the Managing Director and Mortgage Broker at Birdie Wealth. Welcome to another episode of How Gen Y Buy. I'm your host, Nathan Smith. Today, we're joined in the studio by a Gen Y buyer, but also somebody who works within the industry, Chris Igo. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for having me. Now, um, being a real estate agent and a Gen Y buyer, you're kind of sitting on both sides of the fence here. A little bit. Yes, so you've had the experience of buying a property and uh, selling a number of properties as well. Correct. Um, What drove you to work in the property industry, first of all? Mate, for me, it was I was coming out of school, uh, always had intentions of being a carpenter. My dad's a builder, still a builder, um, doing developments at the moment. Backstory to that, I had a couple of uh, hip operations when I was younger. A um, couple of years into carpentry just wasn't going to be a long-term option. Um, got collared by a uh, friend of my mum's at the time and said, hey, I'm looking at getting into real estate. There's a course in the city. Why don't you come along? Um, and 11 years later, here we are. Still here. Yeah. Very good. And uh, this year, or 2017, was a big year for you. Leading into 2018, you actually started your own business and uh, set up your own company, the Property Co Group. Group, that's right. How's that going for you? Yeah, mate, it's amazing. Um, it was, you know, sort of 10 years into my career and just time to um, move on and do our own thing, as, as you know. Um, it's going extremely well. It's been really busy the start of this year, so. Very exciting. I mean, uh, myself, obviously, starting the business uh, a few months before you, similar time. Yeah. Um, kind of seen your journey as well and, and compared it to how we're going and watching how you start up and get yeah. your branding going, getting your support and um, seeing if those regular customers come back to you. That's kind right. Of not sure what's going to happen. but um, Yeah, no, it's been great. A lot of, lot of support. I'm sure you found the same thing. So, yeah. yeah exciting times. Now, you're a Gen Y buyer as well, so you have um, managed to crack the market. Correct. And uh, started with a unit back in 2011. Yes. How did you go about that process of buying your first home? Uh, it was always a, a plan of mine. I guess it was uh, trying to put some money away for a deposit. That's the biggest thing I think the, the Gen Y struggle with at the moment. Um, and at the time, my girlfriend, now my wife of, of five years, we wanted to get into the market, you know, lay down some roots, I guess, and, and get into the market. Um, and we bought a two-bedroom apartment at, at Caringba back in 2011. What insights have you got as a real estate agent buying a property that you thought you must have when you purchased your first home? Uh, we had a couple of criteria um, that we wanted something north-facing just for natural light, um, a double garage so we could have a, a car for each, though it's not always possible to, to get that, something central. I was working at Caringba at the time, still working at Caringba, um, and just something close to work. So I bought something, you know, probably about seven, eight hundred metres away from work, which was nice and convenient. Excellent. So that was your first stepping stone that got you into the market. Yep. Got you uh, got a few good years of growth out of that property. Yes. Before you then sold that and used that to upgrade the home. That's right. Yeah, the we just found out that my wife was pregnant at the time, we were expecting a bub. Um, and you know, being in the real estate for industry for a number of years, uh, recognizing the trend when you know you start as a as a couple and then build the family um, and then progress to to a house. So it was a bit of a decision: do I buy something that will just do me for another couple of years, or try to buy something that will set us up for a longer term? And going for an apartment, we looked at villas and townhouses, and then decided, look, we'll just take the leap up to a house 
and just cut that stepping stone out. Um, but I know a lot of Gen Y would be, you know, looking at my initial journey at the apartment and, and starting there. That's a lot of the Gen Ys I'm working with at the moment. But I think you're, uh, what you've said there is perfect, which is making sure you're planning for that long-term solution and looking as far ahead as possible uh, because buying and selling a property is not a cheap transaction. No, not at all. Every and time you purchase a property, you've got your stamp duty again, you've got your legal costs, and then yep. selling a property, you've got your sale costs on the way sale out. Sale costs, marketing, yep. So uh, really the, the fewer times you have to go through that process, the better. Yeah, and that was a big decision for us. We thought, you know, we could get into something that we'll just do, but if the family expands, we've now got, now got two children. Um, if the family expands that quickly... Um, that, you know, we're going to be looking at selling it again. So, um, you know, it was just a decision to really, you know, put a little bit more away and then make, make the larger step and, and a few more sacrifices. Now, as an agent, you've obviously got a good understanding of the area and you're bought in an area that you are actually working in. Yes. Did you go anywhere else to get additional advice or additional information? From the beginning, it's about, you know, speaking with a good, um, uh, you know, financial advisor in terms of um, getting some, some mortgage advice, and there might be some planning advice as well and, and, and checking where you want to go long term. Um, for us, it was setting down some routes locally that was convenient on one, on one side of things, but, um, also something that we could, you know, that ticked a lot of the boxes that we wanted to get in as well. Now, you bought your house in quite a competitive market, 2015. It was booming. We were, it was really pumping in the area that you were looking in. Yeah. What was that experience like being a real estate agent now sitting on the other side as a purchaser? Yeah, it's an interesting one um, that we'd kind of, when we sold the unit, we'd stepped out for a little bit and I had some advice of, and, and I think it's so true when you take the money out, put it to, put it straight back in, don't sit on the fence because if you're buying and selling in the same market, it's, it's kind of the same thing. So you don't want to step out, have the money, not doing anything, sitting in the bank, uh, not really getting a return. You want it, you want to put it back in. So it was an interesting process for me having a background in, in building. Um, I was fine buying the worst house, nearly on the worst or best street. It didn't really matter for me. It was a decision of buying something in Caringbar that needed a lot of work or heading to maybe somewhere like, um, you know, Heathcote or Ringadine or Loftus to find something maybe a little bit more modern. Um, it just depends, I guess. Each person has got different skill sets and um, if you don't have time to renovate something or the skill set, obviously, um, you might be looking a little bit further west um, in the search or further away from the beach or wherever the, the price points are um, to find something in the budget that suits. So for you, location was primary and it was key? Yeah, absolutely. Carrying by where, you know, we're working in terms of finding something there. It was an older house. Um, it had been on the market for a little while. No one had wanted to touch it just because of the work level and that it needed. Um, you know, we settled in December, did some work on the property um, and some updates, which was fine over the Christmas break. Um, so it worked out pretty well. Is it is the renovations ongoing? Are you finished those? Yeah, we're, we're always ongoing yes, with a house it's like something that. To something do, that was it? built 50, 60 years ago, there's always something to do. Yeah. So, um, but, but no, it's a, it's a great little house there down, um, down near Central Carring Bar. So we, we enjoy the house. I find every time you tick something off their checklist, uh, my partner seems to add two more onto the bottom of the checklist as well. Forever going. So uh, there's always something that needs to go in, a bathroom, kitchen, new deck. There's always something getting added exactly. to that list. So it doesn't seem to end. Did you deal with a, an agent when you were buying a property or did you go direct to a client? No, so it was a um, an agent from out of area who had, had the listing at the time and um, it sort of sat there and sat there and I was looking but not really 
looking at that specifically and my wife Brenna said um, let's just go check it out we had a look um, literally exchanged within like three days got a good deal on it um, it was hard at that time where the market had just started to really ramp up um, and I thought if it's not now I'm going to miss the boat so we jumped in all right so you yeah. saw the market moving and thought it's, we've yeah, got to get it started in. really rolling up from that sort of you know third quarter of 2015 and obviously 2016 2017 were, were very strong markets but I could see it was just going to start to go and looking back to when we we bought it you know that was probably um, it's probably grown 50 percent in value since 2015 yeah, yeah. and uh, being a, an agent buying a property have you got tips for somebody else who's buying a property their very first time it can be quite an intimidating process yeah it, it can be daunting and whether it's reaching out to um, someone you know in the industry um, you know they don't need to be exactly in real estate but someone that's been there and done that I think um, you know someone that's got the experience that can sort of guide you through it I'm more than happy to chat to anyone whether they're buying through me or someone else they're, they're buyer buyers agents throughout the Shire as well um, that can assist you and, and point out some things that you may not know about um, so I, I think seeking advice is, is the number one thing to make sure you don't get caught out. Now, is there anything you found confusing about the process of buying? Not a lot, given I'm in the industry. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit of an easier um, transition for me. But for a lot of Gen Y getting into the market, it can be a daunting, where do I start? Uh, we usually try to get them in front of a, um, a mortgage broker. Really, you got to know your numbers first because if you're sort of window shopping on something that's not going to be within the budget, same thing with us, and, and naturally everyone that starts, you want to stretch the budget as far as you can. You know, we're looking at South Cronulla and then sort of coming back to reality of where you're going to get more bank for your buck and ended up at, at carrying balance. So depends on your lifestyle, but I think the be-all and end-all is is finance. Yes. You can't afford it. Yeah. So you, it's you not need to happen. know your numbers, you need to speak to a broker, you get your figures first, yeah. and then you can head out with confidence, right, knowing yeah. you know exactly what your budget is and, Absolutely. and what you can afford. It, it doesn't hurt to start looking. So I always recommend to people to start kind of before you're ready, but really before you jump in and fall in love with something, it can kind of tempt you into a bad spot where you see the perfect place, you can't afford it, or you're not ready to go and someone else buys it. And forever I have buyers that are always referring back to that one property that they missed at they certain missed. time and they just weren't yeah. ready. Um, so I think don't teach yourself, know your numbers. Yes. And, I mean, it doesn't hurt. You get your pre-approval. Uh, from our point of view, if the pre-approval lapses, we can just update that again and get you a new pre-approval. But the last thing you want is that dream property to come along or that perfect one that ticks the criteria yeah. and you're still one or two weeks off putting an offer in because you've got to get those final yeah. pieces of finance sorted and yeah. tidied up. Especially if you're out there too and, and you may be making a good living or it's you know dual income or whatever it may be that you can think you can afford it. But whether you've just started a new job or whatever it may be and you really can't get financing at that time, I think you've got to you know, speak to someone like yourself and get that advice early on. Yep, so absolutely. Um, so you've now settled on the home. You've you've got the keys for it. Is there any other plans going forward with property? Uh, yeah, I'd like to extend the portfolio. You know, I've got two young kids. You know, similar to yourself with a young family, um, and really thinking about and planning for them because I think that's the biggest struggle with with Gen Y now and the generations to come. If the parents aren't providing for you and you've got to start from scratch. Um, you know, you've got to get there yourself, but then you've got a forward plan. My, my kids are only four and one, but I already think about when they get to, you know, 17, 18, 20, and they're going to want a property, 
they're going to either need to start then or I'm going to start, you know, now for them. And yeah. that's, that's my preference to, to put a little bit away or get some investments, um, under, under sort of, you know, our belt for them for the future. I mean, they'll be wishing that there was properties around the million dollar mark, won't they? Yes. They'll that's be dreaming right. of a it's, time. It's going to be tough and it's only yeah. going to get more expensive. And, um, you know, I know first sort of our parents, mine bought in, uh, you know, Gaimi Bay in the early eighties and they bought a, a fisherman shack there for 52,000. Mm. It's a lot different now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So we yeah. need to think and it's going to continue to happen. So I think early planning for a family side of things or whether it's, you know, investment portfolio, um, just got to start early. Yeah. And now your business is, uh, up and running now. What have you got plans for the, the business and, uh, do you see anything changing with the market going forward? I think the market, it's come off a, an interesting period from December to January, and it was interesting for us, obviously, because we started a new business, but really it was a, a slowdown of the market. A, a lot of buyers are saying the market's changed. The reality is, you know, for us, we've sold three properties in the last seven days, so it's moving, but you just need to move with those who are in a position to go. Um, there can always be, you know, plenty of lookers, but you want to be obviously dealing with those that are ready to go. And that's why I recommend everyone gets their financing in place and know what they're, they're kind of looking at. Um, for us on a business side, it's going to be an expansion of the team. Um, we've already got, um, our first employee coming on, um, and looking at expanding the team, um, because we, we know forever, year on year, that the property cycles will go and whether they're good or bad, people will be transacting. Gen Y will be wanting to buy, whether it's up or down. Um, you've just got to be prepared for for that. So us just expanding our, our team. Right. Because you still, I mean, at the end of the day, people still need a place to live. And, That's right. And uh, so there'll always be transactions. It's just managing for those different times, yeah. really, isn't it? That's yeah. right. Now, what do you say to people who are reading the articles in the newspaper and they're either negative or positive? It's either booming or it's busting. Yeah. What do you say to people who are trying to cut through some of that noise? I, I think everyone's an economist. Right. Yes. Um, everyone's got an opinion. And I guess those who are in the trenches like us, we're seeing it. You're seeing the trends on the financing. I'm seeing the trends, um, on, on the real estate side of things. You know, rentals are moving re- really well, sales as well. It's just finding those properties that are in line with the market. Those will always sell expectations of 2016, 2017, uh, a little bit out the window, but it, it depends on the property as well. Yeah. If it's in an ideal location, it ticks all the boxes. They're still moving, right? They're those, still, those they're good still, properties they're still going, still. right? Yeah. It's all price dependent. Um, so yeah, it's just a case of those being kind of in the market. But, um, in terms of the readiness of those kind of buyers, that's, that's going to decide everything. Yeah. yeah. If there's buyers ready to go, it will sell and if it's priced well. And buying properties that are in the areas, I mean, the Sutherland Shire tends to be somewhat protected, I guess. Uh, there are always, always strong demand. There's always plenty of people that tend to want to live in this area. Yeah. Um, and there is limited supply. There's, they can't go and put another thousand lots of land and, and release those and, and slow down that demand. No, that's right. Um, they can go up, obviously, which we see, we see around. They are going up. But, uh, Releasing those family homes or releasing those townhouses is becoming a lot more difficult, but there's yep. still a strong demand for those types of properties in the area. So Correct. a lot of it can come down to the type of area that you're looking in as to, to what the demand's like and, and how quickly those properties will turn over. Yeah, exactly right. It's always you know supply and demand, interest rates. Um, I think for the buyers who are in the market, speak to someone who's actually in the market. A lot of the reporting we see on the weekend is Sydney-wide or Australia-wide or clearance rates. You know, sometimes when we see clearance rates, to give an example, on the weekend, you know, 68.5%, uh, 
and then the reporting of that is there's only 70% of people that have called back and reported, right? So the numbers are never... 100%. Yeah. But I think look a little bit closer in the mini market, yes. you know, whether it is the Sutherland Shire and yeah. um, speak to some agents who are, who are actually doing the business and they'll give you a good example of what's going on. And even the Shire, there's markets within markets, isn't there? There's some part right. of the Shire might be doing well, another part might not. Yeah. I get I get asked that question every weekend, as I'm sure you do, when yeah. you catch up with your mates and they say, how's the market? How's the market? How's the market? That's the first exactly. question you get asked. And there's so many different markets, right? There's sales, there's rentals, people are investing. Um, you know, I caught up with a um, mate of mine today um, who does interstate investing and talking about how that's going and he's got, you know, a client list as long as his arm and people looking at buying. So there's, there's movement in the market. It just depends where people want to be. But in terms of the Sutherland Shire, it's like a little island, right? It, it is protected. Um, I rarely see it balance up with what the Sydney wide is, is doing. It's always a lot more solid. So I think for anyone looking at buying, you know, locally, you know, you're going to be in good stead for the years ahead. It's just about getting in there first. Absolutely, Chris. It's been fantastic having you on the show. Um, some really good bits of advice from somebody who's sat on both sides of the fence yes. um, as the real estate agent and as a Gen Y buyer. Um, you've seen it from both sides, but I think your message really is not to panic. It's always going to be property out there, yep. and we're buying and holding for a long term. We're not trying to flip and make millions. Yeah, uh, it's it's away. it's not a short game. Um, you know, whether it's for the family or whether you're investing for for long term, it's not. Uh, one of those businesses where you can just turn around very quick. You know, you've got stamp duty and all those costs we kind of associated before. So the market is still good. Um, it's just about really taking your time, getting your deposit down, being in a position where you're not overextending, finding something that suits. You're not always going to get 10 out of 10 of your boxes ticked. I say to a lot of people, you can get 7 or 8 out of 10. That's enough because generally 10 out of 10 is not in your budget. Correct. Yeah, so you just got to make a few concessions, but be patient. Now, before you go... What's that one piece of advice you wish you had or, or looking back, what would you tell your younger self? I think the big thing, start early, start saving, right? The the cars and out of school and all that kind of thing, probably spending money on materialistic things that in, in reality are not going to give you a return like property would. Um, you know, I should have probably been saving at 15, 16 when I was doing the, you know, the chemist run and that kind of thing and really yeah. started planning, which is, is probably hard at that age. But I think for someone now who's, educating what I should have done I can pass it on to my kids or others that are a little bit younger but I think start early make a bit of a sacrifice you know if it's if it's hard by yourself maybe lean towards your parents in terms of a you know a guarantee of house or what have you there obviously you speak to someone like yourself who can give that advice on, on what they should be doing there but I think the first thing is obviously saving the money, getting in. Getting Save in that money, get yeah. those good habits going, and then that's right. that gives you the best chance at least of getting into the market. Yeah, you can buy all that other stuff down the track, just get, get a price under the belt. Fantastic. Yeah. Chris, uh, where can they go for more information? For us ourselves? Yeah. Yeah, you can call me on the uh, the mobile, yeah. um, 0499 944674. You can find us at Um Love to speak to anyone who's getting into the market or just needs some advice. Um, or just wants to catch up for a coffee, the door's always open. So we'd love to have a chat. Thanks, Chris. We'll link all that information below for anybody who's interested. It's been another episode of How Gem Y Buy. I'm your host, Nathan Smith, and we'll be back in a fortnight with another guest. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making, nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.